Hi! You guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Bobby Castrone. Hey, Bob. Hey, Dan. Am I Mr. Vane? I mean, I feel like there are worse things than to be Mr. Vane. Not a bad thing to be Mr. Vane. I'll, I'll take it. I will be Mr. Vane. Mr. Vane by Culture Beat off the album Serenity, 1993. Uh, obviously. Who doesn't know that? It came up on our show, that song. It was a number one uh, club hit, I believe, overseas. And in that moment, we talked about, wow, how fun would it be to do an entire throwback podcast on all those songs? <laughs> And you know exactly what those, we mean when we say those songs. Those songs. Song, every song that sounded exactly like that from the early 90s. And specifically, the two, the, to me, and this all, of course, is directly tied to when you, know, when you were born, when you came of age. To me, 92, 93 is peak techno dance pop music that dominated Z100 in New York and every other pop radio station across the country and I imagine across the world. And but you know did the research did the work Bob we got time we have nothing but time now Dan. there's a global pandemic going on um, wait do you, do you need to explain that to people who don't know that that's what's happening right now they don't know about the they might have missed it why don't you give them a cliff's note no, I think you did it good okay that's fine I think you did it we're all gonna die right. um, anyway so I went through several you know best of dance playlists and mm-hmm. um, it was great to see Bob um, so many of these songs that I've forgotten about that have been lost yep. to the sands of time but are also taking up hard drive in the brain because <laughs> they were just huge hits and i for whatever reason bob and i think you're the same way but it was definitely i remember this um like it was yesterday being 12 13 14 and um just loving these songs almost you know secretly because they weren't certainly in my house and you know a house that was uh built on the foundation of classic rock of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, that I was quietly listening to this dance pop radio and loving all these songs that were essentially the same song over and over again with a slight different change. Uh Um, So this today is a celebration of those early 90s dance music hits that dominated the radio. Yeah, this was pop music from like 1991 to 94. I mean, it kept going. There was still music kind of like this in the mid-90s, but for us... Before we were kind of alternative music fans and found bands like U2 and Pearl Jam that we latched onto and loved, this was, you would just turn on Z100 in middle school and this was the music that was playing. They were on all the time and you loved them because you were just kind of, you weren't like a snob yet. You weren't like finding like, oh, I identify with music like this. No, you were just turning on Z100 and this is what was it. And you liked it. You loved it. Loved it. And And listening to these songs is crazy. Um, 
if if this podcast, Bob, is an, on some level about just connecting with your younger self, hearing these songs again, because they don't exist anywhere anymore. Like there are radio stations. I'll use Sirius XM as a example. There are radio stations for literally every genre. There's an entire station devoted to Jimmy Buffett. I mean, yeah, but is Grateful there, Dead have a station? I have yet to come across the station that is dedicated to techno dance hits from 1990 <laughs> to 1994. And I absolutely think that it should exist. And maybe this is our uh, little gift to the world when the world well, needs gifts that we are we are filling that void a little bit today. When this episode breaks records, I think Sirius will take note and they will start that XM station <laughs> that we're all demanding. So and waiting for. But not only ahead. not only did you um, cross check certain playlists, we put this out on Twitter at Throwback Pod. What what songs do we need to cover? And we got a lot of people hitting us up with suggestions. You made a list independent of mine. And then I sent the throwback list to you to cross check it. Make sure that like no early 90s shitty music stone was left unturned. Cannot be unturned, yeah. And I think Must we got unturned. I think we got a lot of them. If we miss any, you know, maybe we'll do this again. But like we're going to try to hit every single I don't single know if we should do it again. <laughs> but Maybe we'll do nothing but this from now on. So I created a list. Yeah. I cross checked it against your list. Had many of the same songs. Right. We'll go through my, I try to keep it, I think I have it to 12 songs here. If anything. Oh, my list had like 27 yes, songs. Yes, I saw so, that. Yeah. If yeah. there's anything that is not on this list, please jump in at the end of the show. Of course. And give those songs and those artists their due. But I believe the collection here is a neat encapsulation of what this era and what this genre was all about. And I'm going to go, Bob, chronologically. So we're going to go. From 1990, when it kind of this type of music started to hit, mm -hmm. the peak of it in 92, 93 into 94. And then I have the last song I'll talk about is The End. Oh, wow. It was over when this song became popular. Wow. And it was also indicative of the era that we lived in. I like that you're taking us on a journey. I wasn't I'm expecting that. Wow. I'm very serious about this. I love uh, COVID Dan. <laughs> Where it's just nothing but time to devote to the throwback pod. This is amazing. I don't, there are four things now uh, that I have to be responsible for. It is Jack Harrison, um, the Around the NFL podcast, and now this. <laughs> Your wife not even charting. She's, oh, well, she's, you know, she's my partner in this. <laughs> okay. You know, she's, uh, I'm not responsible for her. Okay. You know, she's a proud, independent woman. Got it. Okay. My kids? I mean, what are they going to do if they don't have us? No, they need some help. They're done. As does this podcast. Clearly. All right, so let's get into it, Bob. I'm so excited, by the way. This is going to be fun. Purposely uh, chosen as the second show of the night when we've had a few drinks. We're in the garage. Probably don't have COVID right now. We don't know. By the time you hear this, maybe we do have COVID. And if one of us, I mean, we have to, if one of us doesn't make it, yeah. We got we got to delete this episode, right? No, I think it's we're a kind testament of like, to who we were as men. Okay, so this is kind of like a Michael Keaton my life moment for us. Like, totally, we have to be very aware of what we're saying because our kids will listen to this. This is like Michael Keaton taught his dead Michael Keaton taught his child how to shave. Right. We are teaching our children about <laughs> the CNC Music Factory. <laughs>
You'll notice with a lot of these songs, by the way. You know, like on this show, we, we typically will listen to a little bit of the song, maybe till the first chorus. We'll talk a little bit, <laughs> and then like a favorite part of the song will come later. These songs, it's not like that. You'll get it all in it's the first right there. 25 seconds. It's very immediate. Yeah. It's like, and it is very, it, it's interesting in terms of um, what this music is about. The immediacy of it is like, bang, here's the chorus. Here's the hook of the song. This is what you get. And then we're going to repeat it four times until the song's over. Yep. Which kind of helps us a little bit. It's. I mean, we should just fly through. We can probably do all 27 songs. Like, here's the rap players. guy. Yeah. I think it's the same guy in all these songs. Party people in the house. That's all you need to know about the song. Yeah, that's it. It's this for another how many, three and a half minutes? Typically, they go on four or five minutes, and it, it feels like 10 or 12 minutes by the time it's over. But this is going to make you sweat, parenthetical, everybody dance now. CNC Music Factory. Um, this song features some guy named David. He's the rapper. Um, this is huge. 1990. And it is notable, Bob, that before the 90s hit, these songs weren't really on the radio. And this, I feel like, is one of the forebearers of the whole era. It's an important song in terms of this genre. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but I thought you were going to start with a different early 90s um, hip-hop song that I thought predated this. I could be wrong. You might get to it still. I I don't want to say it. But, um, I mean, this was clearly part of the first wave of this kind of shit. Right. Um, Why are you calling it shit, though? Because it's... I mean, You're very snobbish. Don't no, be a snob No, I, I about love it. it. Either like it or you don't. But don't say I like it and then call it shit. I mean, that's a little bit... All right, I'll stop that. You're sitting you're right. on the fence a little no, bit. No, you're right. No, I'm not... I mean, <laughs> it's the best music of our lifetime, clearly. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, it's not that either. Oh, okay. Somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between. It's either... It's wherever... If it makes sense, it's... Neither the best music ever or the worst, but it's not in the middle either. It like exists in its like twilight zone. It's its own separate (laughs) entity entirely. Um, What I want to talk about is the Everybody Dance Now singer, uh, who we mentioned uh, this podcast in our last episode, but the Hit Parade podcast, which is better than our show, better than ours. If you're listening to this and you're not listening to Hit Parade, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I think her name is Freedom Williams. Her name is Martha Wash. Okay. Close. Close. Yes, and they talked about her in one of the uh, episodes, but she was like the voice of so many of these songs, and nobody knows who she is. Interesting. Despite the fact that she was, well, she had done It's Raining Men back in the day. She oh, was, that's her? Yes. And then she did, Whoa. Every, she did Everybody Dance Now. She was, uh, oh, hold on, let me pull this up. And she was never in any of the videos. No. Because she was an older woman. Right. Didn't fit in that I would guess in the early nineties they might even had like a hot model type chick playing her. I could totally oh, see that. I'm as sure, that yeah. A um, Millie Vanilli scenario. Hold on, I want to pull this up. She did, uh, but she was like in all of these. Everybody, everybody. So she. So was, she oh, that's a good one. That was a great one. <laughs> so she was basically if you wanted the big like black lady hook, yes, where she could like sing her heart out, uh, and you couldn't get Aretha Franklin, right. She you, was you part her. of the Italian house music group Black Box. So she would just, uh, I don't know anybody else was a song she did. Like a lot of these songs going to make you sweat. Everybody dance now. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And she was just kind of like forgotten by time. Because What a voice. What a voice. 
So was she kind of like the um, Nate Dog of this genre? <laughs> like if you wanted somebody to give but you like the, we the know who hook? Nate we know who Nate Dog is. You don't have to look up like who is the voice in Regulators. Mm. We knew it was Nate Dog. That's true. All right, let's move on. We're going to stick in 1990 uh, again. This was the year that was kind of setting the foundation for the explosion to come. Yes. Uh, over the next three years that followed. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this was an addition, Bob, after looking at your playlist. Oh, good. Yes. That <laughs> <So good. laughs> boy, wait a second. I got to hear him again. I got to hear him again. Here we go. <laughs> yes. You just let it rip there. Again, oh. nine seconds into the song, you let it rip there. We must have been stone crazy. When we thought we were just friends. Different structure from Everybody Dance Now. Like this is like we're building to the hook. There's yeah, and there's definitely a more of like a European dance club beat to yep. this one. Yeah, you're right, though. There's more of a traditional structure yep, to this. Yeah, here it comes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is almost in the Rick Astley. It kind of category. is, yeah. It's way yeah. more 80s in a way. Does Rick Astley belong on this playlist? Because he's not. No. But he's no, kind, that, that's it's kind of nice. a similar vibe. This is London Beat, all one word, a British-American dance pop band. They had they had a few moments, uh, but I, I would say that this is the song. This that is bridging that sort of 80s, like... Astley, uh, King of Wishful Thinking kind of sound with the <laughs> dance music. Why did you put this on the list? Is just it connected with you? I think maybe this somebody really? maybe somebody tweeted it out at us, and I just added it to the list. But it fits in this world. Like it definitely reminds me of like that turn of the '80s into the '90s. Um, these are also the songs when we were in middle school, which is another term for junior high uh it was called middle school for us and when dj howie because pearlberg middle school could only hire dj howie yeah it was a shepherd the dance it was a company called heart to heart oh that's a good little uh i nugget. Uh, i don't remember that i remember that because i hired uh we had heart to heart perform the bob castro and bar mitzvah in 93 oh yeah i see that's why i don't remember yeah you I wasn't invited to not it. invited not invited to the bar mitzvah but what a fool you people were. that were way cooler than you were and it was uh the same company bob but not- desperately clinging to try to be on the a-list invited all the cool kids to his bar mitzvah didn't invite me because i wasn't on the a-list we weren't friends also and guess what guess what all those kids rejected him nope just some of them did <laughs> They rejected him. They turned away from him once he got to high school. When so, I started hanging out with you. Lesson so it was learned. kind of like, maybe it was your fault. <laughs> lesson learned. Um, this was a huge hit, Bob. Was it really? Released September 29th, 1990. Um, the album reached number two on the UK singles chart. And it also reached number 21 on the U.S. Billboard 200. I love it. This holds up. I still like this. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it certainly is in its place. Like you can, No, well, obviously. It feels very much 1990. 
Wait, I went from calling it shit to being like genuine about how I like it, and now you're being like, "Well, it feels like it's in its place." Like, let me, well, I don't let think me it's have shit. that moment. It, I don't think it's timeless, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't say it was. I didn't say it was timeless. It's not Unchained Melody. <laughs> I didn't say it was timeless. Um, but Un- Unchained good. Melody by UB40 off the Sliver soundtrack is that what you're talking about? Oh, do we have to put? Oh, I have to put UB40 on this. I don't know if you do. No. Okay. I do love those UB40 songs. <laughs> That's a different genre. The Elvis cover, yeah, it's kind of in the same zone. Can't I can't help falling in love with you. With that was a, that was the one off the Sliver soundtrack. Oh, Sharon Stone at Sliver! What a performance! Great performance. Sharon Stone inexplicably coming up two episodes in a row. Why? Why did they cast the wrong Baldwin in that though? It would have been a much better movie without Baldwin. All right, we we got Sharon Stone. Who's the most available Baldwin? That's what. What was it? Steven? No. Billy. Billy. You can't put Billy in that movie. No. You can't cast Billy as the lead guy. They were still going for it. They were trying to go like a Baldwin sweep of just having every Baldwin be a leading man. It didn't work. Unbelievable. All right. Let's now move to 1991. Now, Bob, we're getting into, holy shit, prime dance pop, Z100, owning the airwaves. And this one, Bob, is right near the top of the all-time list. Mount Rushmore. All right. Timeless. I, I think this one is timeless. Do you know it yet? Of course. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. You know everything about the song after 30 seconds. I know every single word. <laughs> That's great. This song was fucking huge. Released September 23rd, 1991. It was uh, Cece Peniston, Bob, her debut album, and peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in January 92. Her only top 10 hit. And um, Cece, that was it? That was her only top 10 hit, but I think she hung around. I felt like she hung around. She yeah. had some bangers, uh, but nothing that reached this popularity. I just, I remember this. Yeah, I mean, this was just on all constantly. over the radio. It was on the radio. If you were, when your mom took you to Marshalls, it was on at Marshalls. It was on at the mall. Everywhere you went, this song was playing. And to give you like a, a the Montvel roller rink, the rink. Yeah. To give you like a glimpse into what the radio was like in 1992, you could be listening to the local pop radio station. And this song would come on, and then the next song could be Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Right. When I think about like hits of that era. And then Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> and then November Rain. Yeah. Um, so it just fit into that era as different as they all were. Um, anyway, finally. You know what's great? One of these songs is going on the Throwback Podcast. <laughs> that playlist. is great. That is the best thing about this episode. <laughs> and it's following Pearl Jam. Yes. Love it. Same era. Same era, and that's what makes this so weird. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other if this song goes anywhere else. No, this I is I don't think it does. This is it. Why go anywhere else? Don't need to. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's great. It was actually a pretty good moment for singers, female singers with a big voice like that. Yeah. I feel like was, it went away a little bit in the 80s, and then like they had their little moment again. Here. Was there an In Living Color parody of the song? Oh, it I feels like that would have been right it in their wheelhouse. It feels like it's in their wheelhouse. I can't remember what it was, but that last like growl finally reminded me of it. Here is a, um, if you are a listener and you remember the sketch that might exist, uh, send it to us at ThrowbackPod on Twitter. Um, here's just a, a random nugget on CeCe Peniston uh, you could check out on Wikipedia. Her music career began in January 1991 when Felipe DJ Waxdog Delgado her friend and a record producer, also based in Phoenix, asked Peniston to record backup vocals for Tanya Davis, a rapper known as Overweight Pooch. <laughs> what a great name. 1991, where there could be a female rapper named Tanya Davis that went by Overweight Pooch. Overweight, you know what? That's my fantasy baseball team name if the baseball season ever happens. If we play baseball, if we play fantasy baseball this year, that has to be it. Also known as Big Pooch. At a certain point, she was like, maybe I shouldn't call myself Overweight Pooch. <laughs> it just doesn't have a lot of pop to it. She's still alive, by the way, despite her weight problems. Oh, According thank God. Wikipedia, she's still with us. Thank God. All right. So there's a little glimpse. See, I consider that to be good dance pop music. I totally agree. Good but uh, that's not the only thing that was popular in 1991. Uh, there was also bad pop dance music, and we need to investigate this as well, Bob. Okay. That's fair. I am too sexy for my love. Wow. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. Listen to that little hop, hop, hop. I just want to say... Once you hear the huff, you can't stop hearing it. I can't stop hearing it. Sounds like a guy with hiccups. I think it's outrageous how popular this song was. This was by far the biggest song of the year. So this is a British group, Right Said Fred, which I didn't know that. I thought they were an American group. Oh, really? I mean... They're like Queen in the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, like quintessentially British rock. Right. But... The single peaked at number two on the UK singles chart, which is no sin. Outside the United Kingdom, I'm Too Sexy topped the chart in six countries, including Australia, Ireland, and the United States. The number one single in America. That doesn't surprise me in the least. This was my favorite song in the world. Because it, it hits that, like, it's funny because it's weird, but it's also, like, great dance pop early 90s. Shit. <laughs> you know, in this but case, shit is allowed, Bob. Thank you. Um, one thing I did not... Now, this was definitely, I feel like, an In Loving Color sketch. Oh, of course. It had to be. Um, one thing I definitely went over my head when I was 11 was that this song was a winking song. I oh, thought yeah, the dudes I, were all in on it. Yeah, totally. The two dudes. No, I didn't know what winking was it. 
1992. The here's uh, the idea for the song came about when the Fairbrass Brothers, they are right side Fred, were running a gym in London where there was quote lots of narci- narcissism and posing. One day he took off his shirt and started singing "I'm Too Sexy for My Shirt" in front of the mirror as a joke. The song was originally recorded as an indie rock song. I'd love to hear that. Oh my god! Um, How is like a band not like taking this back? I would love to hear the Death Cab for Cutie version of this. <laughs> oh, Bob, Stephen Thomas Erlewine is, is uh, weighed in. Of all music. Dot com. You ready to hear it? No. All music editor, STE, described I'm Too Sexy as, quote, a humorous yet misunderstood swipe at self-centered male bodybuilders and models. Good for him. So he saw it. You didn't see shit. Good for him. You were just taking when shots did, at Right Said Fred. When did he write that? In the moment. No, I the doubt that. The day it came out. I doubt that. He said, I'm plugged in. I get Years it. later. I totally get it. <laughs> he did not get it. <laughs> um, all right, you ready? Now let's move back into the songs that are respected. That one almost feels like too poppy to kind of... I get why it's on the playlist, but that was like a pop song. I feel like what we're doing is more specific I see what you're saying. to like roller rinky. Like the lyrics don't matter. Like that was a big hit because of the lyrics. I see what you're saying. Well, I think the the beat and the music is does connect with this other stuff, but I think the again, like the winking lyrical mm. content is not in the same genre as it's, this other stuff. It's an outlier. It's almost like a, a Lou Bega Mambo number five where it's like, oh, you have to pay attention to it because it's funny and it's interesting, where there's nothing interesting or funny about any of these other songs. No, including, and another a popular trope of this genre is rhythm finding its way into several song titles. Rhythm was Yeah, rhythm big. was huge. Rhythm, people loved rhythm. Including the band Snap! <laughs> with an exclamation point. Yes! Listen to that, turn it up oh, in your ears. Immediately. I had a couple snap options to choose from. No, I know. Shockingly, yeah. snap had a couple. Yeah. Actually, not snap. Snap! Slammer. <laughs> it's always a ballsy move to put the exclamation point in the name of the band. But you know what? If anybody pulled it off, it's snap! Live should have done it. <laughs> Live! It'd be easier to Google. Uh, Snap's not ready yet. Snap wants you to like really snap! get ready. Snap! It's like, we're going to make you earn this. We're 45 seconds in. But when, when she drops it, it's a hammer. Here we go. Rhythm is a dancer. What the fuck are you talking about? Rhythm <laughs> is a dancer. It is a pretty good stripper name. I should add that we've now moved into 1992, which to me is the peak. This is it. This is when it was all happening. This is the peak of the genre. And there were great songs that came out before it and great songs that came out after it. But if you have to pick one year, it's 92. Well, I mean, it helps that we were in sixth grade just dancing our asses off in the Pearl River Middle School gymnasium. Oh, yeah. We didn't we didn't pay that off that. DJ Howie from the Heart to Heart Media Group, he was the DJ for 
the two middle school dances for sixth graders and seventh graders. There was the Valentine's Day dance. Yep. And the spring fling. Or no, no, I think it was like was it Halloween and Valentine's Day or Homecoming Valentine's Day? It was like one. There of was the f- a fall and a winter. Yes, but no spring unless you were a seventh grader. Seventh grader, and you got the. Seventh grade dance. So it was called the seventh grade dinner dance. I dinner think. dance. Yeah. Can you imagine how bad the dinner must have been? I do remember <laughs> they had crystal clear Pepsi. So at it our was seventh grade dinner dance. Fucking great. That was very classy. <laughs> oh, we have that guy again. All right. Do you want? Should we hear the other yeah, snap song? I mean, on my list, snap. It was. I I tried to whittle it down to one song per band, but snap was too good to do that to. So I had both snap songs ready to go. Okay. Because I have to tell you, it was a very difficult decision. I found rhythm as a dancer was more melodic and kind of more up my alley. Oh, I'm not at all saying you made the wrong call. Yeah, but it's Uh, fair to say that the song that we're about to hear is probably the, you could say it's the definitive snap song. (laughs) I'm just saying you can't put (laughs) snap in the corner. All right, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Now, the one thing about this song is that's all you need to hear. That's it. That's it. Nothing happens from here on out. I mean, there's stuff that's happening, but none of it is essential. Right. And I think that's why I went with Rhythm rhythm as a Dancer. But there's something kind of fascinating that that song peaks in four seconds. <laughs> this is the only genre where you're done within the first six Like seconds. this song's already a success. I do like when he says, I'm the lyrical Jesse James. I didn't know what That's that meant, good. but it sounded pretty That's cool pretty back good. then. Here we go. Oh, there she is again. I feel like Aretha Franklin missed a window here for increased relevancy in the 90s. Don't you think Aretha could have knocked this stuff out? Getting kind of heavy. Getting, getting, getting kind of heavy. Um, the overweight. <laughs> yeah, the I overweight feel like the, the big-voiced African-American woman who just has the soul and the power, that was Aretha's corner. No, it was. It's like true. She invented that, right? I don't think she needed this in her life oh I think she would have taken it because she did that horrible uh, Freeway of Love song in like 88 oh good call yeah riding on the freeway so she was still looking for hits yeah nothing's happened yet we're I mean I guess there was a verse technically but I'm just saying especially in the era where she didn't have to be in the videos or because she was a bigger woman (laughs) probably not selling like if they're trying to sell sex on MTV maybe you don't put Aretha in the video but that voice she still had the voice. Yeah, no, that's, I don't know why I'm pushing so hard. You're really, this. you're really <laughs> passionate about this. But do you think Aretha? Hold on, I'm gonna let me turn this off. Think okay. about Aretha on your own time. Totally inessential. I don't think there's anything that needs to be heard here. You don't want that. Ah, oh, I love that. Let's part. hear it one more time. Here it comes. Great. I'm just saying Aretha probably would have been even better. Wow, he's so into Aretha Franklin. Who knew? I'm uh, just saying. You're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm also saying it's weird that you're still talking about it. I just wonder if she had one person in her 
you know, entourage. In her stable that was like, hey, got to get into the next like CNC song. Do you ever, have you ever checked into hooks on dance pop radio? <laughs> because you could make a killing and people will be talking about you. Instead of that freeways of love bullshit that you rode to the top of the charts in 88. See, I don't know if I'm even like attacking Aretha or supporting her. I don't know what you're her. doing. It's... I'm really confused by the Aretha Franklin corner that you're saying. Well, the one on. thing I can say, Bob, is <laughs> rest in peace. Okay, you can say that. <laughs> All right, here, I remember putting this on a Z100 mixtape. And uh, the band is called Technotronic. Of course, this is Technotronic. This yeah. is they, This is the. The fucking the pixies of this entire movement. <laughs> There'd be nothing else without Technotronic. All you need is for this song. All you need is the people don't you know part. <laughs> like, I like shake that body. All right, let's listen. To this song. But that's what everybody remembers. People don't you know? Don't you know it's up our time? Can you hear the jam is pumping while you taste the peace of mind? Many different flavors and the spice is strong. Getting to the high stuff. Like Aretha would have done a shot here. Leave her out of this. <laughs> I like this too. You know, I like this song. I like the the hardcore techno beat underneath, but I like that that little synthesizers float the song along. This song feels. There's nothing that feels more like 1990 than this song. This is what it sounded like to turn from the 80s to the 90s. Right. This is 1992. But, Bob, interesting you should say that. It was originally released in end of 89, 90, and then got re-released in 92 and became a huge hit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it has like this like early like Technicolor, like like that, you know. Technotronic cr- Technicolor? I meant like Cross Colors. Like, like, uh, oh, yeah. This sounds like what Cross Colors look like. And the um, featured artist on this is Ya Kid K. Well, obviously. The great. I I loved this song. Technotronic had three songs that I didn't know which had one to go. some bangers. Three huge songs. Yeah. Pump up the jam. Yep. Was probably my favorite song when I was a kid, like at that age. Pump up the jam was. Yeah. And I think that came out first. I think this was the second one. This was the bigger one. This was the. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It's probably right on the. They were right around the same. Close. Yeah. All right, let's let's hear a little bit of "Pump Up the Jam" while we're here. I remember. I mean, be- what else are we going to talk about? Technotronic. I remember being in my room in Quake Lane, Pearl River, and just like listening to this on Z100, and just like literally dancing alone in my room, <laughs> <laughs> like as like a as like a dorky eleven year old. And yes, this is two different songs. There it is, too. Make my day. In the structure of the song, it's different than a traditional song in that there's no bridge there. Right, it goes right into it. It's like, here's the verse. And we're not going to fuck around here. Yep. we got to get people on the dance floor. Here's the hook. Here's the chorus. Which song do you like better? 
I like move I think this, I like but... move this better. Yeah, I think I like move this better. But at the time, like pump up the jam was huge. My jam. That shit was huge. Was I my... like you dancing alone in your bedroom. It was my jam. <laughs> I love it. Was your sister like telling you to quiet down because you were just blasting Technotronic and dancing? <laughs> Bobby. All right, let's move on. Now, here's a song about that came out in 92. It hit a little bit later, but I just don't think, and it's a little bit outside this realm, but I just don't think it would be fair to not visit it because of how important it was to the the genre. Hold on, before you play this song, fuck, I regret this already. What? I think I'm going to tell you one of my deepest darkest secrets during this episode yes like legitimately something you don't know about me yes i'm gonna say it during this episode when okay now no i'm not ready yet but it's something that i've never like my own wife doesn't know about this like i haven't told this is something i've kept down (laughs) because it's so embarrassing to me coming up later on the throwback podcast bob's greatest disgrace reveal if it's ever going to happen it has to happen during this episode it's got to happen once you tease it it's got to no i know but this is the right time for it to happen and fuck i can't believe i'm going to tell the world this oh i'm so excited oh bob i'm so excited oh i'm so excited i'm uh fuck song that doesn't maybe sit side by side with some of the other songs we played but it's of the same family and because it was so huge and it was ace of bass and they essentially ruled radio i think they needed to be in this playlist and this song was their first single that was a hit in the u.s and um it's not as big as the sign or even don't turn around maybe but i always love this one yeah, no, it's it's interesting you didn't go with the sign, but I like that you went with this one because this was the more interesting one. And I think it's interesting. I mean, we keep on mentioning this fucking podcast, but Hit Parade talked about better podcast. Hit Parade talks about uh, Asa Bass in one of their, in their Britney Spears episode. And what I learned in that episode was that the all that she wants is another baby is a weird translation issue from these Swedish uh, performers and songwriters because they're just talking about she wants another boyfriend another man she's like a man eater essentially but here in America we interpreted that as she wants to have a kid which was way more interesting way more interesting which gave it a little bit more depth to it but that's not at all what it's about not what it's about it's she wants another man yeah and um, which is really interesting because that was one of the things that people talked about about the song. Yes. When it came out, it was, it was like this weird song about this woman looking for a baby. Yeah, like she's the hunter. Like she's like looking for somebody to like knock her up. That is a great podcast. And essentially the way it was explained is that the, those, it was like a Swedish 
Song Factory. Uh, Song Factory. And their language and the translation was more the way the lyrics are written is like to hit a beat a certain way more than to get the exact kind of um, phrasing across or the language across in the uh, most efficient way. So and even like it was a happy accident, essentially. And even like Hit Me Baby One More Time, because the episode was about Britney Spears, was about like Call Me on the Phone. Right. So like these people are just like making these big hits by accident with their lyrics because it, there's these weird uh, translation issues. I could stay in uh, 1992 forever. I feel like, by the way, All That She Wants was a hit in 93. That makes sense. But it was released in 90. That is a number one roller rink song for me. Like when Huge. We middle school, going to Montville Rink every Friday night, skating in circles. Maybe you can uh, hold somebody's hand during couple skate. That was a big deal. And then it turned out that the guy that did the raps in that was a Nazi? Was that what it was? A neo-Nazi? There, there, might, I, there was there one. Was some Nazi tie? There was a little Nazi tie in there, yeah. The, how about the blonde and the brunette in Ace of Base, though? Not Owen. That was solid early 90s babes. <laughs> Those are some foxes. The some, blonde especially. The blonde especially. She was fire. All right, let's now get back into more traditional dance uh, pop fair in 1992. I don't want to leave 92, but this will be the last song from 92. Uh, a band called KWS. Yes. Band. I said I was, band. Yeah, you said band. <laughs> They're my favorite band. <laughs> Fucking love this. It's perfect. Fucking love this. Drop the beat. Hit us. That what is that? It's a synthesizer? It's not the Hammond B3 organ. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But that was the that was the sound. Yeah. That keyboard. It's keyboard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was the definitive sound of these songs. That could carry across countless hits of the era. That exact sound of the keyboard. Yeah. This is why a great why song. weren't we making music like this in the early nineties? Could have done it. You just needed a fucking synthesizer a and a keyboard. That's it. You need a microphone and a keyboard. This um, this came up a couple of months ago when you discovered when you learned that this was a I don't even know if you can call it a cover but uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band had the song Please Don't Go. That's right. The uh, the month that I was born, like a uh, like a soft rock version of this song. So, well, it was the it was the song. It wasn't a version of the song. No, no. They, I mean, Casey and the Sunshine Band had a number one hit with this song as a soft rock hit, and then right. KWS did this essentially a cover, and they did it the way all covers should be. If you're going to cover it, make it better. Make it better. <laughs> make it different than the source material. Don't do essentially a rewrite straight up. 
They nailed it. They nailed it. He nailed it. They? He? Who knows? Is KWS a guy? Nobody knows. three guys. K and W and S? Something like that. Sure. I like this song, though. I thought... And I like the uh, the Casey song. Did we listen to the Casey song last time? We did, yes. Because that was the number one song when I was born. You're so old. I love you. <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> I feel like Casey and the Sunshine Band gets clowned on as like a cheesy band of its era. It seemed like they had some bangers. I'm though. sure they were good, but it's just the name. The name doesn't help them. No. No. I mean, you put a harp in a song. It's gonna be you're no uh, you're, you're walking no, a fine line, my friends. Hey, KC, you're no KWS. <laughs> Although I'm sure he loves KWS because the royalties are pouring right. in and probably still do for for day, 18 months day. in the early 90s, and then that was it. <laughs> um, I kind of burned this story off uh, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago when we were talking about the genesis of what this podcast is. Um, that when I was asked to play, pick a song to intro us at our live show in London this past October, I chose this song. Um, so I will play it in full right now. Well, maybe not full. Uh, but I want you to know that this is probably my favorite. Well, not favorite. But if, if I think about this is a 1993 dance song. If I had to pick one, it's like, name us a dance song from the early 90s. I mean, it's this. Yeah, that's fair. It's too soon. That's everything you need to know about the song. <laughs> um, tough situation, though. Tough. But you know what? They're ending up on a lot of ironic playlists right now. I think it's just a, not they, it's just one woman. She, Miss Corona. Her name is Corona. Bad, bad, bad luck. Or good luck, like I said. Do you think her streams are up because of the coronavirus? Guarantee it. That would be fascinating. Like there are people that are searching Corona and then playing music? No, so I made a stay-at-home playlist with a bunch of songs that you know, splendid isolation, and uh, don't know what to do with myself. Seems like something that a really bored person. Would That's do. what you do when you're in fucking self quarantine. <laughs> when you're just not leaving. You're in self quarantine. Well, well, I'm, I'm here going now. out every day. <laughs> you are. Yeah. yeah, I'm partying. You don't care. Yeah, it's I went hoax. to Miami Beach for spring break. <laughs> Hashtag hoax. Uh, Democratic hoax. We uh, no, I made a playlist, and all of the suggested songs on Spotify made me realize that everybody was doing this. And Corona popped up as a suggested song. As an ironic. Yep. So I think her streams are up, along with like. Good for her. She could use it. Yeah. Why not? I don't remember this part at all. No. Don't ruin it.
I like Bella Suck. I know you do. But once again, the, this genre is very good at giving you exactly... This is the best we have. We're right. giving it to you within 12 seconds. This is the whole song. You like it? Yeah, I bet it would be like... Um, we're trying to get him on the show. And it seemed like it was happening soon. And now... I don't know. I may never see him again. But Matt Money Smith, who used to be the uh, program director. We were so close to having Matt Money Smith yeah, in here. For the world famous K-Rock uh, rock station here in L.A. And uh, his job was to sort through countless singles and decide what to recommend to the top boss, what's going to be played. And K-Rock in L.A. is so influential that what was decided at K-Rock in many cases, uh, decide whether a song or an artist got over. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be much better to be a programmer for this genre of music, though. Because, like, Money would have to listen to two and a half minutes of Lakini's Juice by live. Right, before deciding that, yes. But then she just needs 12 seconds. Just right. more time efficient. You know, immediately. Yeah, interesting. All right, we're going to stay in 93 for one more song, Bob. You know, I wasn't going to put this one on, uh, but... It certainly has earned its place in this world. And again, sometimes I feel a little guilty about, uh, you know, Chris Kattan. You do. What are we, what are we giving? We've gotten so much from Chris. What I mean, are we giving him? Out of our 101, two episodes, he's led off about 75 of them, maybe. And we've given him nothing. I mean, we've given him promotion. Also, again, we should plug, we should plug his uh, independent monetary. Uh, if you like this podcast and you like Chris Kattan, just know he's available on Cameo. Hi, I'm Chris Kattan. You know me from television shows like Saturday Night Live in the middle and films like Undercover Brother and Night at the Roxbury. And I have a question for you. You guys want some cameos? <laughs> what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. I just want some cameos. <laughs> We need to take money from the Throwback Podcast account. There are so many layers as to why this is so funny right now. (laughs) It's never been more clear, Bob, that we need to pay for whatever the top tier of the Catan cameo (laughs) is and get him to give us a message. We have to. We have to. All right. Let me see. I'm going to look it up right now how much it costs. Wait. Just talk about this song, though. The reason this is amazing (laughs) This is Hadaway. You do that while I look up okay. his cameo rates. This is Hadaway, What is Love. Famously, not only was it a song that we danced to in middle school, but this was the song for Night at the Roxbury and these characters on SNL, Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell, 
when they would dance up against, you know, poor women, supermodel actresses standing there and they would just grind on them and knock them over and whatever. This was their song. This was the song. This, this was superpower. It. Yes. So, so just layering that, do you guys want some cameos underneath it is just so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> we could do is shell out and I've looked it up now I hope you can't sleep tonight I hope you feel terrible about what just happened and Chris I mean he's charging a hundred bucks he's charging a rock it's worth it we have to pay Chris Katana a hundred dollars oh my god the, the question the next question becomes what are we going to ask Chris Katan to say nothing it has to be highly highly I don't want to say. I don't think I could. I don't think I can go on. I'll, you want to hear some good news? <sighs> He's got four point eight stars. Oh, here's the thing about. By the way, here is the really rough thing about cameo. While we're here again, yeah, um, is that on your homepage for cameo? You could see you could his see last the messages, right? Six messages or whatever he's. Done. I looked at. You can make it private. And I have a question. You can for make you. it any of them. All of them private, if you want. See, you would have. I feel like you'd have to do that. All right, let's just listen to one of them. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Hi, Emma. Happy birthday! Happy seventh birthday! Wow, oh. you turned seven years old. I don't know if you recognize me. I have a beard right now, but my name is Chris Catan, and uh, I hear you're a fan of my work, that you like my movies, like A Night at the Roxbury and Corky Romano and Saturday Night Live, the show I'm on, where you can see me do my head bop, Roxbury and Mr. Peepers, bah, bah, which is the monkey character. I don't know if you remember that. Anyway, I just want to wish you a merry, very merry, happy birthday, and have a wonderful seventh year. I think seven is a great number, and you're going to have an amazing year. So happy birthday, Emma, and take care. Bye-bye. I mean, it's nice. I feel so uncomfortable right now. I feel like we were just like... It almost got too real. It got too real. Wait, there's one one more where he's in like a dark kitchen, and he seems very upset. So let's just check this one out. (laughs) Oh, no. What's up, Marissa? This is... Chris Duffer, a.k.a. Hollywood, it is your 40th birthday party, I hear, um, that it is your 40th birthday party, you guys, 40 days and 40 nights is also a movie I like to watch, 
because it has the same numbers as your birthday is 40 years. Respect. Happy birthday, Marissa. What the fuck just happened? What the fuck did I just see here and watch? What are we doing? What are we doing? Let's go to the next song. What are we doing here? Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Did he reference 40 Days and 40 Nights at Josh Hardy movie? Stop it. Let's go. Go, go, go. Oh my god. Alright, let's let's get back to the music. No, stop. We've moved into 1994. Oh, we have. We certainly have. And um, <laughs> this is everything but the girl. This is missing. And a little interesting fun fact, Bob, doing some search, short for research, that this was originally released a couple of years earlier and did nothing. And it was more kind of like an acoustic type song. Not acoustic, but oh, more right, right, of yeah. a soft ballad type vibe yeah, to yeah. it. And it didn't do anything. And then this dude named Todd Terry, the Todd Terry remix came out and it became a huge international. Hey, I'm Todd Terry, a guy with two terrible names. (laughs) But what a great remix. Now, you know how I said, and we're in agreement, that most of these songs are extremely immediate and there's no... Oh, this is my favorite part, like right. deep into the song. This is the one uh, exception that proves the rule. This song is deep. I really have always enjoyed this song. This almost sounds like like a Moby song. Like there's like a lot happening here. I bet Moby loves this fucking song. I bet he does, yeah. Uh, but this song has a great, like the beat drops out and it, it takes you somewhere. And I want to turn that up when the time comes. It's going to be in a little bit. Um, this is a song that I always, one of those like I secretly loved it. Yeah, no, this is a Dan song. Like, yeah. you have like a whole side of you that's into this, you know, like Madonna Ray of Light and this sort of do you like sound. I do like dance music. This is I kind do. of like, this is you. All right, here it comes. Step off the train. I'm walking down your street again. Past your door. I guess you don't live there anymore. It's years since you've been. That's good. Yeah, that takes you somewhere. Yeah, gotta give it. You got to give it up to everything but the girl. The song is way too nuanced to be in the same playlist as Right Said Fred. <laughs> I know we're into 1994, so we're starting to now exit kind of that. <laughs> oh my god! So we have this app. Do you have it next door? No, I, I mean we have it where I am, but I don't. I don't do it. We, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. And I just got an alert from a nearby neighbor. This is real. 
There is no water coming out of our faucets. Does anyone else have that problem? Oh boy. Should we stop down to see if water is coming out of my faucets? Nah, just assume. Unless your wife bursts in here <laughs> in a towel and like still holding like a loofah and just like, what happened to the water? Then we could, we'll assume it's fine. That's hot, actually. Hot image, bro. It's usually how I, how I begin my fantasies. Uh, everything but the girl, Terry Todd. No, Todd Terry remix. <laughs> Doesn't make a difference. Missing. Just take those two That's terrible it. names and put them in any order you want. Um, all right, now let's. We're gonna we're winding down now, Bob. That's what you think. Um, at least my list, and I again, I want you to be ready to fire off anything that you see as a glaring omission. Um, I will now play two more songs. One more, 1995, which I feel like was kind of the end of the road at this point for this music being a dominant um, hit-making form, format on the radio. And this is one of the last huge ones I do remember. And it is by a band, I believe from France, called La Bouche. Oh, Update, water main pipe has burst nearby. Okay, that has nothing that seems to do okay. nothing to do with the global pandemic. The global pandemic, no. Right. Unless COVID burst it. Oh. Is COVID a person or a I haven't really, an entity? Is it a ghost? I, uh, I haven't really <laughs> dug too deep into it. It might be a person. Because if it's a ghost, we're screwed. COVID person, the ghost? We can handle it. <laughs> COVID, the uh, the demon. If it's a, if it's a it's like, supernatural, it does sound kind of presence. like Vigo, Vigo from uh, Ghostbusters Vigo too. Yeah, COVID. All right, that's all you need to know about this. That's song. it. That's off. That's Sweet it. dreams, La Bouche. Now, was La Bouche the band that the the lady or the band died in a helicopter crash? That sounds right. Our friend Mike was a fan of La Bouche. No, no. You know, well, were they the same ones that did Yeah, 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 da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, I think so. Were Is they? that La Bouche? Could be. We should, I mean, if we're saying they died in a helicopter crash, <laughs> we should make sure it's them. I mean, you're saying it. I'm, I'm well, just, you agreed with it. I'm just vaguely you. agreeing with you because I don't want to argue. In uh, case you're right. La Bouche. Let's see if everybody's okay. I'm the, I'm the dude of my new movie now where I Google like an old person. Did La Bouche <laughs> die in a helicopter Somebody crash? did. It wasn't them. Yo Yo Coco Jumbo, that was the song. That band had an issue. Coco oh really? Jumbo. La Bouche singer dies in Swiss air crash. Oh. Yep. Melanie Thornton was one of thirty-three passengers aboard cross air plane that crashed Saturday, traveling from Berlin, Germany to Zurich as part of a tour to promote her solo album Ready to Fly. Ooh. Well, I don't want to make light of that. That's no, sad. of course not. What was her name? Her name was Melanie Thornton. Oh, tough sitch. Anyway, Bob, uh, before I get to the final song. Your final song. Uh, my final song. Since I, I see it as the end of the era, I would rather that be the last song. I want to hear some songs that you want to hear that you feel like need to be heard in this conversation. Because 
let's be honest, we probably won't go down this road uh, at this level again. No, we, we never will. And you know what? If we're going to go back to my big tragic secret, we're already kind of out of it right now being in 95. We need to go back. All a right, little. let's go back because I need to hear so it. If I'm going to say this out is loud. Is this when we're going to hear the tragic secret? I mean, it has to be now. It's never okay. going to happen again. Now or never. It's now or never. So these are a lot of songs that oh, I'm so um, excited. people sent in really more focused on that, like 91, 92, 93. And I, we're not going to go as deep as we just went. We'll just kind of give a little teases of each of them. But okay. here's some songs I think deserve to be in this episode, starting with this one. <laughs> Do you know the name? Right off Twilight the bat. Zone. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, this one, this has to be played. I'm glad it is. That's it. I mean, come on. How That's many it. Times? Well, there's also there's a good part where it's like, it's in the twilight yeah, zone. Good course. I'll give you a million dollars if you know the artist. Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two Unlimited, the number two. Two, the number two Unlimited. Of yep. course. Yep. All right. Here we go. I do want to hear the Twilight, if we're here. Yeah, I mean, we're here. Right. Why? What are we rushing? We have nothing else to do. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my house where I only speak to my wife and two kids <laughs> and not have any human interaction with anybody else. For so we, we might as well hear, hear her say Twilight Zone. Yep. I guess we got to go through another version of this guy. They're going to make us earn it. Yep. All right. So I'm, not, I'm still not ready. Um, Wait till we get to the Twilight Zone part and then you have to tell the story. I'm going to go to the next song. Okay. Oh, it's coming up now. Here we go. Oh my god. <laughs> Just get there. <laughs> Fucking get there. Well worth it. <laughs> well worth it to get to that point. Uh, <laughs> so worth it. <laughs> so obviously worth it. Uh, let's keep going. We're just going to burn through these quick. This is Bizarre Inc. Hmm. I'm going to get you. And if you're not feeling it, if you don't get it, like once it kicks in, then we're just going to move on immediately. Okay, I'll let you know if I know this one. Would I know by now? No, I think you need to hear the next. Okay. So far, nothing. Yeah. We'll give it one more one more go around. One more, like, circle around the Monville roller rink. Oh, my God. Fucking get there. Oh, but I actually, now I feel like they just dropped another beat, and now I feel like I'm going to know it. Yeah, I think you're going to. All right, here we go. All right, give it to us now. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. There yep, we go. Yep. Man, synthesizers were like working overtime in this genre. Oh my god, fucking get there. <laughs> this is killing me. Don't give up. It's gonna be well worth it. Oh my god, this is the fucking stairway to heaven version where we just. Yes! Yes! You know you're gonna be mine. You know you're gonna be mine. 
How long did it take to get to that? Two minutes? Yeah. All right. like that one. All right. That's Needed all you to hear. I'm glad I heard it. All right. And I feel like this is... So the next, uh, the next one we're going to go to is a group called Black Box. And they Rings had... About, well, was it the Aretha Franklin chick in that? Yes. Yeah. They, they had a song called Ride on Time that a lot of people tweeted at us to play. But I think those were our uh, UK, UK listeners because it was... I had listened to it. Did nothing for me at all. Okay. Let's hear. Did not ring a bell at all. But this one did. Oh, yeah. This did was I here. play this one? No, you did not. I mean, you might as well. I'm have. certain, almost certain. <laughs> at least heard it earlier today. Everybody. everybody. Yeah, so this is everybody, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? Black Box had another one that we could also play. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's just play this right now. Oh, yeah, let's just play this one. Everybody. <laughs> no, different. No, not that one. But it's all the same. This one's just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is all right. Here we go. Fuck. Don't this, get upset when it takes a while to ramp up. No, no, but Everyone's I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this because right. this is the oh, time. This is the song. This is the type of song that was happening when this happened. And wait, was this like when you ran for office in middle school and it was humiliating because you wanted to start a sleigh riding club? Uh, um, was this like your campaign song, like how Bill Clinton had? Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. No, this is something that nobody knows about me that I'm going to tell you right now on this fucking podcast. All right, let it rip. Because if it's ever going to come out, I've been holding this in for 27 years now. Oh, my God. This is great. Shortly. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just let it out. It's going to feel better when it's out. So shortly before my bar mitzvah in 1993. Right, which I wasn't invited to. Spring of 93, you were not invited. Not cool enough. Um, Turns out neither were you. <laughs> I definitely was not. Um, you know, Bar Mitzvah was like a big party. You could have a lot of people there. A lot of friends and family. and Oh, boy. People people in the grade. Oh, boy. And, uh, you know, it's a party. Like, there's like DJs. Like, Heart to Heart was going to be there. There was going to be uh, dancing. Oh, no. Like, on the dance floor. Yeah. So, um, oh no. So my mom thought it was a good idea. Oh I, no. Already I, bad news. And I agreed. Oh no. And for, I don't know, let's say, let's say like six weeks in 1993. <laughs> oh no, Bob. Don't say Look it. me in the eyes when I say this. Don't say it. I took hip hop dance lessons. No. <laughs> <laughs> It was you in, have to have it in your mind, <laughs> Bob, in 1993 as well. Yeah. Walking into that classroom. <laughs> in Havistraw, New York. It was probably like a half hour ride. Who taught it? Some. How many people were in there? Like not that many. Maybe six. Maybe three to six Jews who were about to be bar mitzvah. I don't know. How many? How long were, did you do this for? I don't know. I don't know, man. I tried to block it out. I've never. Oh, that's delicious. I've never talked about it. I swear to God, I've never said it out loud. The place, the place I thought you were going with it, because I do remember we watched your bar mitzvah video a couple times. Yeah. And I remember the dissolves with like the pitcher throwing the pitch. Yeah. The, the screen wipes, I should say, and like the the hockey guy shooting. 
Did you have like a dance? Like where it was like, and now here yes. he is, the big boy. Yeah. When you come out, they don't say big boy, but when you when you come out, I you, don't know your culture, but you come, I, I figured that's what happens. They like there is the big boy. They bring you like you come, you make a big entrance. It's like a wedding. Like you make like a big entrance yeah. to everybody, and everybody's like cheering, and like a song is playing, and then you land in the middle of the dance floor, and like you dance, and then everybody that's your moment. That's like it's like a wedding. It's except instead of doing it with your wife, you're fucking thirteen oh. and alone. Oh. Boys become men. That's how you men become, become a man. Men become wolves. So uh, I came down there and proceeded to do the running man that I learned. Oh. And oh, God knows what other fucking. Because I've seen that. You have seen that. I have I seen that. You showed that to me. But I did not know. And yes, you had kept that one close to the vest. I did not know that you had trained ahead of this. <laughs> I did. Because it didn't really show as I recall the performance. <laughs> It did not show. <laughs> but imagine how bad it would have been without the training. Probably would have been about the same. No, right? it would have been atrocious. So you're saying the dance class really helped you? Oh, really did. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say it felt as good to get that off my chest, but it doesn't. I like that your mom was like, she was actually willing to put up money on this and be like, I want you to be a better dancer for the bar mitzvah. I mean, bar mitzvah, you're just going all in. So yeah, it was, you know, it was money well spent. Oh my God. You were probably so nervous about it too. So nervous about it. Did you have a, a whole like dance routine set up then essentially? And do you remember the song when it was time? I don't remember the song. It was probably something that we played today. Though, well, you have honestly. the VHS probably at your house. I definitely right? have the VHS at my house. Have you I don't uh, have a VHS player? Have you converted? Yeah, have you converted it to digital yet? I think I have a DVD of it somewhere. Because I feel like um, throughout no, my podcast no, listeners no, would love to see. No, that. no, never happening. They might pay you for it. <laughs> never happening. Never in a million years. <laughs> it was. It's. It's oh, honestly, man. I hate that you That's now good. know this. That's good. But the it's things. It's not that bad. I mean, listen. No, it's pretty. It's amazing. I was so scared in 93 <laughs> for anybody to ever know. Well, have a straw for people that don't know Rockland County. That's a good, you know, 15, 20 minute ride from where we live. At so least, yeah, yeah. It takes you at least out of the area. where It's not like you're walking through downtown Pearl River and you'd be in the in the window like working on your moves. There's right. No, Put it this way. There was no hip hop dancing classroom in Pearl River, New York. Correct. You have to go to Havistra. You have to go all the way up to Havistra. You yeah. got to go up 59. You yeah. Go for a to the end of 59. Um, right on the Hudson. Wow, Bob. I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. It is a very 90s teenager thing to do. Yeah. And I love that. Like knowing your mom that she it was important enough to her. Because was it something you were asking her to do, or was it more like a joint conversation? I think it was probably like. Uh, and where would you have even gotten the idea? I need to get dance, like a dance lesson. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> were you, do you remember after you did the dance at the bar mitzvah, being pleased with the performance? I will say this: I definitely from that after doing it from bar mitzvah onward, middle school dances and everything. Felt a little more confident in my moves, thanks to the, those uh, lessons. So money well spent, Linda. Maybe we now have the, the the missing piece of why you were cast out by the cool kids. <laughs> maybe the dance didn't go as well as you thought. Oh, maybe. 
The last song I want to play is... Um, I just want to go home now. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> I had more songs, Bob, but after, we want to see it, Bob. after saying that, I don't even want to... I, I just want to crawl into a ball. Everything comes to an end. As we taped this uh, recently, Tom Brady left the Patriots. You know? Yeah. And everything ends, and it rarely ends well. And it's no... It's no different in the realm of uh, techno, dance, pop. This was the end. Oh, come on. Don't do this to this episode. No. This is a different thing. No, because here's 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 my gripe with this. Because once you play this, this opens up the world into like Barbie Girl. It never went away. There was always this kind of shit. First of all, this is Rednecks off the album Sex and Violence. Don't care. If you're going to play this, then you might as well play like the Axel Frog or whatever. Like, I don't know what that is. The Frog. Dance Boy. The fr- <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Or I'm like, using it to illustrate a point, Bob. Okay. That this is a t- functionally terrible song, uh, and yet it was very popular in the mid-'90s, and it, it kind of had, again, connective tissue to that realm. And it does, on a, a, a broader level, to me, it reminds me of how silly the 90s were in yeah, general. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like, this song was played at every Yankees home game. Until like the 2000s. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that and was it was just, and they would cut to a guy in a luxury suite with a with a with a, uh, a cat, like a hat on, like a farmer's uh, brim cap, and he'd be dancing to the song. That's right. Um, and I'm not saying that this song killed the techno dance genre, but to me, it was like the end of an era. When this song was a big hit, all the all these other cool songs before it were kind of. The book had closed. Okay. And now there are other songs like Barbie Girl, like Lock Macarena. Um, blue, like, da, boo, dee, um, da, blue. Da. This to me was like the end of one period. And this was kind of the beginning of that next period of dance music. Okay. Which isn't nearly to me as romantic or quite frankly, good. It's a little bit more uh, kitschy and um, there's a little bit more of a sense of humor to it, which isn't necessarily a good thing. We don't have to keep listening to it. Is the um, no, is the don't. next is the next wave after this? Then the Darud Sandstorm Daft Punk I think wave. That see, I think that is now more underground, and that was the house music that exploded when we were in college in the very late nineties into the two thousands was not mainstream, right. but was huge if you were a college kid. And it depends where you went. To we school. did get an email recently or tweet or email where somebody asking us if uh, we knew Sandstorm. And I just wanted did to be we like, know bro, do we know Sandstorm? Come on. But it's funny, like bringing up Sandstorm. I don't think Sandstorm exists without any of those songs we just played. It's true. And Sandstorm to me is like the definitive house um, song of the early 2000s and you know what maybe it's the maybe it's the child of all these songs that we listen to tonight not Cotton Eye Joe those songs all walked so Sandstorm could run <laughs> or danced <laughs> oh yeah 
This is it. Now, Sandstorm is also instrumental. It's different. It, it was a straight club banger. But yeah, it's all it's all connected. It's all connected. All right. Does this mean we could put Sandstorm on the mix? I I mean, I feel like that wouldn't be true to, I know, to what I know. we were of course doing not. here. Of course yeah. not. Of course not. But uh, I'm glad we got to hear a little Da Rude. Finally. 102 <laughs> episodes in. Always wanted to get Da Rude in here. All right, Bob, we got to pick one. Before this we, is tough. Before we pick a song for the Spotify playlist, thank you to everybody on patreon.com slash throwbackpod for making this podcast happen, for getting us in the garage during a global pandemic to keep this thing going. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Courtney and Wyatt and the twins and uh, everybody in uh, Utah. I don't know. Question for you. You guys want some cameos? Thank you to Bruno, the sponsor. You get a Chris Kattan. Thank you for Bruno, the sponsor, and Chris Kattan. You got they some money coming are, your way, buddy. There, there are some theories out there that Bruno, the sponsor, is Chris Kattan. Ooh. Well, Bruno, know. the sponsor, is such a mysterious figure Yeah, that we have lost tabs on him. We know that he's somewhere in Canada on the western side, Well, potentially in the forest. Deep in the forest. Looking for a woman. Looking for a woman. Maybe, no, found a woman. We got him a woman. We did? I assume. All right, fine. Nobody knows. I like the narrative. Sure. But thank you to everybody. Patreon.com slash throwback pod. You guys are the best. All right, Bob. You, let's do the thing that we do. I, why don't you pick three finalists? Um, and then uh, from that list, I will... Um, I'll pick one. Well, I don't have them in front of me, so I'm going to have to just kind of go off memory here. I'm trying Hang to on bl- one second. Hang on. I'm going to I'm going to send it to you right now. I want you to take a look. I want to get this right. I am trying to block the memory of everything that happened tonight, <laughs> except for the Chris Kattan. Do you guys want some cameos over Hathaway? What is love? Which is the happiest I've been in years. <laughs> so. Can we uh, can we just make the Chris Kattan cameo plug? You know what? If you did the official remix of the You Guys Want Some Cameos, What Is Love? You could probably get that thing charting like tomorrow. I think there's a chance. All right. I just sent it to you. All right. Bob. Thank you. I'm looking at it now. Um, all right. So I get to pick three. Three finalists. All right. Here we go. My three finalists are, and this is tough because these songs are generally the same. <laughs> The same song, <laughs> which is why I'm going to throw out Please Don't Go. Interesting. All That She Wants. Okay. And Missing, parenthetical, Todd Terry remix, parenthetical, radio edit. Okay. All great choices. Love all those songs. But... The song that caught my eye when I was looking at the list is Please Don't Go yes. by KWS. So it will be the latest addition to the Throwback Podcast playlist. Check it out. And in fact, I will, uh, you know what we should do? We should put out, every once in a while we do this, a sub-playlist of yeah. all these songs. No, we will send out the entire playlist the of every thing. everything that we played tonight. And, and some more. And some more that didn't make the cut maybe for the show, but all fit into this realm uh so there you go the throwback podcast can be found on twitter at throwback pod on instagram at throwback pod thank you to the great 
Eric Dalloway for all his work. Um, does he do work? Is he still putting stuff do, up? Does anybody do work anymore? <laughs> I don't know. But Eric has always been a, a great friend of our podcast, so shout out to you, buddy. Uh, Phillies suck. Um, also, you can hit us up on Gmail. Well, the Phillies don't exist anymore. Nothing exists so nothing anymore. Matters. Nothing matters anymore. The Throwback Pod at Gmail, and we are on Reddit as well. It's Throwback Pod. Throwback Pod? Throwback Podcast? R slash Throwback Pod. There you go. Yeah. If you want to get involved and uh, be part of the conversation about this program, and uh, perhaps you have some dance bangers that did not come up that you want to get out there and be remembered. Yes. Because it's good to remember these songs. Go to iTunes, rate us five stars, and then say whatever you want about our musical taste or my dance lessons. Oh, that's so good, Bob. Uh, how much, do you remember how much it cost? I wouldn't have known that. No, that was out of my realm. I don't get to see your mom too often anymore, but the next time I see her, I'm asking her about this. Feel free. Trying to get anything she remembers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you to everybody. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with another show. Uh, hopefully. Stay, yes, hopefully. Stay safe uh, and, uh, you know, wash your hands. Stay inside. Stay inside. Don't, Don't go out. Idiot. Don't go to spring break. Don't be stupid. And remember, uh, you know, you're not, you're not old. Everybody tries to tell you that you're old. You're not old. It's just these songs. That's what's old. Till next week. Baby, I love you.